Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 19th of September. The final preparations are in order for Queen Elizabeth II's historic funeral tonight, with more than 2,000 dignitaries set to attend the official proceedings in a matter of hours. While more than 750,000 mourners are set to gather around Westminster Abbey to catch a glimpse of history, it will be the first funeral of a monarch at the Abbey since King George II in 1760. It will also be one of the biggest security operations in UK's history, with David Millen from the Metropolitan Police telling Channel 10 it's a huge responsibility. The Metropolitan Police is also hosting a contingent of police from every single police service. They've come from Manchester, Scotland, Devon and Cornwall, Essex. Every force in the UK uh, has got police here. Meantime, the entry to join the queue to see the Queen lying in state at Westminster Hall will close shortly, with the wait time currently sitting at about seven hours. Over the weekend, mourners found themselves lining up for more than 24 hours to pay their respects, but some got a shock of a lifetime when they eventually got inside. That was the Queen's grandchildren making their way into the hall, led by Prince William and Prince Harry in full military uniform, and they stood over her coffin for more than 12 minutes in a vigil. Mourners have told Channel 7 they couldn't believe their eyes. It was very quiet, it was very solemn, and I think for them it must have been really quite difficult. Overnight, world leaders have gathered at a reception in London hosted by King Charles III and UK Prime Minister Liz Truss. Our PM Anthony Albanese and Governor-General David Hurley joined other dignitaries and politicians from around the globe at Buckingham Palace. Earlier, the Prime Minister met with the King privately for the first time to offer his condolences to the royal family. Whilst uh, Australia and the Commonwealth has lost a sovereign, Uh, He, of course, has lost his mother. So the first is a very personal one. On a personal note, it is to convey our condolences on behalf of Australia to King Charles. While Camilla, the Queen consort, has also paid tribute to the late Queen in a BBC interview ahead of the funeral. Camilla says the monarch carved her own role and says she will never be forgotten. She's got those wonderful blue eyes that when she smiles, you know, they light up her whole face. I'll always remember that smile, you know, that smile is unforgettable. And a man's been charged after allegedly trying to touch the Queen's coffin, causing a disturbance at Westminster Hall on Friday night. This witness telling the ABC that her daughter was reportedly pushed out of the way during the ordeal. Just the, the little seven-year-old that was stood paying her respects to the Queen, trying to look at the crown when some person decided they were going to push her out the way run up to the coffin, lift up the standards and try to do I don't know what. The 28-year-old man has now been charged with behaviour indenting to cause harm, harassment or distress and he'll appear in court today. 
In other news this morning, a man's been arrested in Queensland after a week-long manhunt following a brazen stabbing attack outside a gym last week. Our reporter Amelia Oberhardt has more from Brisbane. Yes, thanks, Maddie. Well, detectives have arrested the fourth and final suspect in last week's brazen daylight attack in Brisbane's east. Police surrounded a property in Warwick just west of Brisbane around 10 o'clock on Saturday night and arrested a man and his partner. It is believed she was questioned and released shortly after by police. He'll join three other males who were charged last week after the brutal stabbing murder of 23-year-old Levi Johnson outside a Carindale gym in front of witnesses and CCTV cameras. The latest man who was arrested is a 24-year-old Kapalabar man. He's been charged with one count of murder and serious organised crime and he's expected to appear before Ipswich's Magistrates Court this morning. And to the regions now, a new drone has been pioneered by two Aussie aerospace engineering students, which hopes to stop the spread of cane toads throughout Australia. Our Townsville reporter Adam Detulio has the details. Founders Emmerich Perferman and Jerome Piahana have put their minds together to solve the country's dire cane toad infestation. Their innovation of a trap-deploying drone aims to stop the toad's breeding at the source. The pair explains how the drone works. It will fly up, carry a tadpole trap, and it'll fly to a water body, and it'll deliver a tadpole trap into the water, and it'll return to the base, and then once that tadpole trap is full of tadpoles, it'll fly back to the water body and retrieve the tadpole trap. It's estimated the pests will be in every state except South Australia by 2030 if nothing is done to reduce the spread. To find out more about the project, head to toadtracker.com. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The Prime Minister is under pressure to take away proposed tax cuts ahead of the October budget. Tell us a bit more about this. Yeah, well, the Greens and the Independent MPs are telling Treasurer Jim Chalmers to drop the Stage 3 tax cuts that were legislated by the Morrison government. They say the tax cuts favour high-income earners, but they also favour those on income between $66,000 and $78,000, which hardly sounds like high-income taxpayers. This is a big issue for the PM with the upcoming budget on October 25. Yeah, certainly, Peter. And look, last week's stocks were rocked by a poor US inflation number and another US event could again hit share prices. That's right. That bad inflation number in the US made stock market players expect more big US interest rate rises this week and share prices dived on the news. On Wednesday, the US central bank is expected to announce another big 0.75% interest rate rise. It could be 1%, but what it says about the future rate rises could really smash stock prices again. Of course, the news could be good for stocks, but few experts are tipping that. And look back home, we head to the local big economic stories this week, and the focus will be on what the Reserve Bank is thinking about future interest rate rises. Yeah, on Tuesday, the RBA minutes from its last meeting when interest rates were raised by half a percent will be released. And economists, stock market players and the media will look at every word trying to work out if the Reserve is aiming for another 0.5% increase next month. Then on Wednesday, the under-fire RBA boss, Dr Phil Lowe, makes a speech and again, every word he utters will be used to guess the bank's next move on rates. Yeah, we'll be keeping a close eye on that one. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, good morning to you. We had a thrilling Brownlow medal count in Melbourne last night with Carlton's captain winning by just one vote. Yes, good morning. It came down to the very final round of counting and the Blues skipper reigned supreme. Carlton. 
P. Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow medal is Patrick Cripps of the Carlton Football Club. Yeah, Patrick Cripps earning three votes in that final round loss to the Pies. So the pain of missing finals eased somewhat by taking home Charlie for the first time. He can consider himself a little bit lucky, though. In round 21, he had to go to the tribunal to get off a bumping ban. His opponent that uh, afternoon, Calamar Chi from the Lions, was concussed. It was another player from the Lions he beat last night. Lockie Neal, uh, trailing by just one vote, finishing with 28. Patrick Cripps on 29. And Took Miller, at one point, the Suns co-captain, Looked like he might either share or win the Brownlow uh, himself. He came in third with 27. Back to Cripps, though, he told seven. He hopes that team success with the Blues isn't too far off. Yeah, the first sort of seven, eight years of my journey and, and Carlton's journey have been really tough and I'm big on sort of optimism and hope and always finding a way forward. And this year, you know, it was sort of the first time in my career we've actually been ahead of the ledger. So it's grand final week in the AFL. We've got Geelong facing Sydney for the first time in an AFL decider. In the NRL, we're approaching prelim final weekend and Souths are breathing a sigh of relief with Tavita Totola escaping with a fine for a chicken wing tackle, meaning he is free to play in Saturday night's prelim against the Panthers. The prop copped a grade one dangerous contact defence and a $1,800 penalty for lifting and bending the arm back of shark swinger Ronaldo Molotalo. At the Panthers, Brian To'o has revealed he's been training to jump higher to compete against much taller wingers. The Panthers star often gives up huge height advantages to his opponents. To'o telling Nine he's working hard to try and match them in the air. Trying to uh, get my hops in and trying to get my uh, vertical jumps up. Doesn't matter how tall you are, you know, if you can jump then I'm pretty sure you can you know, compete for it and it's all I try and do is just to try and compete. And the T20 World Cup isn't too far away on home soil. We've got a warm-up series in India starting this week. Now, Tim David is a name that not many uh, probably know in Australia, including some of his teammates. He's basically been a gun for hire, a, a star batter in the T20 carnival around the world. Well, he finally gets his chance in the green and gold against India this week. We've got uh, some of our first-choice stars out of that side, David Warner and Mitchell Marsh among them. Pat Cummins, can't wait to see what Tim David can produce. Yeah, great to see Tim David get his chance. I think he's been right up there with the best in the world, batting in the middle order of, of T20 cricket. It's a really tough spot to, to bat. Can't believe it's cricket season already. And while the last mourners continue to file past the Queen's coffin in London, a familiar face was seen in the line over the weekend. David Beckham queued up for 12 hours, just like everyone else, to see Her Majesty lying in state. Here's the football star speaking outside the hall after paying his respects. We've been lucky as a nation to have someone that has led us the way Her Majesty has led us um, for, for the amount of time with kindness, with caring and um, and always reassurance. I think that's the one thing that we all felt safe. Her Majesty was someone special and um, and, and will be missed not just by, by, by everyone in, in our country but um, everyone around the world. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.